He could, in fact, categorically confirm this was the sixth occasion, having meticulously made a note of dates and times in his diary. It had become a disturbingly common occurrence. Will didn't have a particularly brilliant career, or a rousing job title, but as an assistant project engineer for a building contractor, he earned enough money to pay the mortgage and indulge Emma in the odd treat. It was never going to be a luxurious existence, but then Will had never been a career man. Well enthused by his work, but clueless as to what else he fancied turning his hand to, he flitted from company to company, in the hope he'd be inspired by the change. The spark never materialised, and the resulting lack of continuity ensured he was never destined for promotion. More recently, however, his attitude had changed. Since becoming engaged to Emma, he longed for more stability in his employment, and had worked for his current firm for much longer than the usual twelve months. As he'd always suspected, though, loyalty was not rewarded. The powers that be deciding a transfer to Bristol would be beneficial. Beneficial for whom? he'd grumbled. Off the record, he'd been given an ultimatum. Unless he took the transfer, he ran the risk of being fired. The package on offer was by no means paltry, and it was important to Will to maintain a regular income. The subsistence allowance was good, and he received a lump sum bonus for each month he worked away, as well as food and accommodation expenses. All in all, he made a tidy sum. So he towed the company line. The fact he had a scan with the landlady of his grotty bed and breakfast was an added bonus. Whilst he continued to charge the company the full rate for his Bristol lodgings, he'd negotiated a £10 a night discount with the proprietor on the basis his stay would be long term. Whilst fleecing the company of an additional 40 quid a week was satisfying, there were times when being away from his home and Emma was hard. The additional money, buying her bunches of flowers and boxes of chocolates for on his Friday night returns, were little compensation for being away from his fiancée. Out-of-work hours were the worst, when his mind wasn't occupied. At times it was intolerable. In the mornings he sat in the cramped dining room, suffocated by drab flock wallpaper, stabbing unenthusiastically at his oily-cooked breakfast. More often than not, his only companion was the grandfather clock. The doleful ticking, counting down to the time his mind could concentrate on work matters rather than on what Emma might be doing.' 